You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Now that it looks like the Senate GOP healthcare overhaul is dead, where do we go from here? Even supporters of the Affordable Care Act are going to tell you there are big problems now and bigger problems waning off in the not-so-distant future. Healthcare is still not affordable for too many Americans. Premiums are still rising. Is there any chance we'll see a meaningful and honest debate in Washington about how to improve our health care system? Joining us now to talk where we go from here is Paul Demko. He is a health care reporter for Politico. Paul, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I started our show yesterday talking about this opportunity, I think, that arises out of this moment that uh, you, you have had in the last seven years, both the Democrats and the Republicans uh, craft a health care system at, that is entirely absent of ideas from the other side or participation from the other side. Uh, now that this one has failed, do we really have... I guess, the political impetus to expect that the representatives in Washington who aren't sitting in really, really uh, ostracized partisan corners might come together and come up with something that mixes ideas from the right and left together and works better for everyone. Am I am I being Pollyannish about that? <laughs> I wouldn't be optimistic in the near term, at least. I mean, Democrats... Um, you know, say they are willing to work on bipartisan fixes, and I'm sure they are sincere at some level in saying that. Um, but they're also, I think, um, quietly enjoying um, this moment of sort of watching Republicans twist in the wind um, with this very messy, complex uh, topic. After, you know, listening to Republicans pillory them for seven years over Obamacare and benefit greatly politically um, from those attacks. And so I just don't think uh, Democrats are going to be real quick to to try to rescue the Republicans from this uh, bind that they find themselves in. Maybe eventually. I mean, there is some talk um, among certain members of Congress about about getting to some kind of bipartisan talk. So we'll see. Maybe that can kind of start quietly and build into something. Yeah. Uh, do you do you do you feel like there is any chance that the dead bills, the ones that 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 would not pass could resurface later. I would, I would never say never in, in, this, in, in this current climate. Um, every time I think that bill, the bill is dead, the Republican repeal effort is dead, the thing I think about is, well, how do they pivot away from this? How do they move on from this promise that they've made to the American people for seven years? Um, and, and it's difficult to see exactly how um, they do that. And you have, you know, President Trump um, and the White House making noises about keeping this process going. He's hosting a lunch today with all members of the Senate. So I certainly wouldn't um, count this thing out as, as dead as it looks right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Paul Demko, a healthcare reporter for Politico. We're talking about where we go from here now that the Republican health care bill has failed in the Senate, uh, will we see another attempt to reshape the Affordable Care Act or are we going to have to live with things the way they are? If you want to join the conversation, give us a call 313 577 
1019 is the number. What do you think uh, Congress should do? What do you think the president should do about the healthcare system? You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag uh, Detroit Today. Christy and Celine, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well. Um, I just wanted to make a comment that I noticed um, that there were, during when the GOP representatives and senators went home this last time and did their town halls, a lot of them were in front of people who were angry, mm-hmm. and these these reps did not feel safe in their own in their own constituencies. Um, you were watching them being escorted out with police escorts, and pe- there was pushing and shoving, and and the representatives not answering questions, and people were really angry about this whole um, health care deal, you know. And it's my belief that if the GOP doesn't repeal and or replace Obamacare that there will be big losses come next election time because people are really angry. It's like the GOP the whole time they were voting to repeal Obamacare while Obama was president, they talked about Sharia law and death panels. And that's kind of what they've already created. And um, it's also, I want to mention the Democrats, who the political reporter um, uh, commented that they're just kind of sitting back and enjoying watch the, you know, watching the GOP twist in the wind. However, um, the, the Democrats are not embracing the Bernie Sanders wing of their party, and they have no clear message or a clear leader yeah. because they are very reluctant in adop- adapting a universal health care or single payer yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, Christy, I think that's no- yeah. I, th- I think those are great those are great points and it shows how uh, you know I think a lot of people feel like they're caught in the middle of left and and right on this and and they just want better health care and that's not being delivered delivered. Paul Demko, uh, talk about these town halls and the effect that they've had on both the Democrats when they did this in 2010 and now on Republicans uh, as they're trying to do it in 2017. Yeah, this I mean, this anger is certainly nothing new. We saw it in 2009, 2010, kind of on the, you know, when the, the, the shoe was on the other foot. And we're seeing it again now. And I think it has had an impact. I mean, you look at uh, one of the one of the senators who helped scuttle this bill, Senator Jerry Moran from Kansas, nobody back in January would have predicted that Jerry Moran was going to be one of the people who brought down the health care bill. But, you know, he was one of the few senators that had a town hall during the July 4th break and and was confronted with a lot of uh, angry, concerned constituents. Um, So, you know, that I I think shows that uh, it it does make a difference. I mean, Jerry Moran was the head of the Senate you know, um, election team in 2010. He helped craft anti-Obamacare messages that helped senators win a lot of races in that cycle. Um, So it's kind of shocking to see him um, team up with Senator Mike Lee to kind of, um, you know, uh, 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 
you know, collapse this thing. Right. Uh, Kathy on Facebook says, take an honest look at what is not working and identify some fixes. It can be done. It is what business people do every day. Didn't people say they wanted business people running the government? Sean on Facebook says, single-payer, civilized, common-sense healthcare and preventative medicine. James on Facebook says single-payer is the only real option. David on Facebook says single-payer instead of ins- instead of insurance companies writing legislation. Uh, Paul Demko, I, I was watching Bernie Sanders last night uh, on television talk about the failure of this Republican initiative. He stopped shy of single-payer, but he did talk about something we haven't heard in a long time. He talked about a public option bringing back the debate over a public option, which he says would have worked better than the Medicaid expansion uh, that was part of the Affordable Care Act. Is this one of the ways that Democrats can get back into the conversation by proposing something like public option, which would, of course, cover more people, maybe even be cheaper than the Medicaid expansion? Are, are we likely to see these kinds of progressive ideas injected into the, into the debate? I think you're very likely to hear a lot about that going forward. I think our earlier caller did have a good point in that Democrats don't really have a, a strong message that, that, that voters can uh, rally around other than, you know, opposing what the GOP is up to. And maybe that, I mean, the problem with single-payer is it would cause a, a ton of disruption in the current system. And people kind of like it um, generically, um, but and, and, and everybody kind of knows that we have tons of problems with our health care system, but a lot of people are also quite happy with the coverage that they personally have right. through their employer. Um, so if you talk about kind of ripping out that entire system, um, that would cause a lot of anxiety and fear among people. So, you know, if you take polling data on single payer, people really like it. They think it's a good idea. But I think the, the, the practical uh, reality of trying to get there is, would be very challenging. So maybe a, a public option is, is a, sort of a, a bridge to, to see if, if there's any appetite for that. Yeah. Uh, let's take one more call before we have to end here. Chuck and Brighton. Chuck, we've got about a minute and a half left, but I wanted to get you on. Just real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. We're going to suffer that <laughs> uh, forever. And the solution is quite simple. The government publishes statistics on crime and education. Why not just publish the prices for all the medical services uh-huh. that we receive? Then everybody will know, and it'll self-level. Uh, and you think Thanks people would? Comment. You think people would push back if they could see what the prices actually were? Oh, most certainly they would push back. Uh, Right now we have people that don't have insurance that push back because they deny themselves health care coverage. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Chuck and Brighton, thank you very much uh, for the call. Uh, Paul Demko, before I let you go, what do we see in the immediate few weeks, Uh, the the, the reaction to this? Is this just going to die? Well, we're going to have a vote Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now it doesn't look like they even have the votes to get a, a, a repeal bill on the floor, but we'll see. So that's the next thing to look to next Tuesday. And if that doesn't happen, um, who knows where we go from there. Okay. Paul Demko, healthcare reporter for Politico. As always, thanks for joining us on Detroit You're welcome. Today. All right. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow. Hope you will too. If you missed any of today's show, you can go find the WDET Detroit Today podcast 
on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. And you can listen to us whenever or wherever you like. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. I'll see you tomorrow.